Welcome to Adorn Podcast. This is episode 81, and we are starting our series of Advent. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. Christmas time, friends. This is Erin. I just wanted to hop on real quick and let you know what is going on with these episodes. So every Sunday, we're going to re-release our Advent series from last year in 2019. We wanted to do this because it walks beautifully through our Advent resource that we have created. We've created this Advent puzzle of discussion cards that you can walk through um, with your friend, by yourself, with your family. They're really for people of all ages, and it talks about about how from the story of scripture, it's all about Jesus, the son of God. And we see that all the way through creation to restoration. So each week, these episodes that are being re-released will be a supplement to help you walk through that Advent um, resource that we've created for you guys. And then tune in uh, as normal on Thursdays, and you'll get to hear our this year's Advent series, where we're walking through the theology of different Christmas songs. It's going to be so fun. Thanks for tuning in. Casey and I thought it would be really neat for us to kind of walk through not just the steps leading up to Jesus's birth. I think sometimes we focus so far in when we think about Christmas mm-hmm. that we will, you know, just do Luke one and two or just walk up to when the shepherds heard about Jesus or, you know, zone in, which is great. That's a wonderful thing, but there's a lot of places already doing that. So what we thought we would do is we would zoom way out and, and just kind of look at what is Christmas mean in in light of scripture? Casey, you said it in a really pretty way. Will you say that again? I think that's similar to how I said it. I said, what does Christmas what does Christmas look like in light of scripture as a whole? The whole story of scripture, the creation, fall, redemption, glorification. What does Christmas mean in each part of that? Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna spend a week talking about each of those and and our heart behind this was kind of to just like we said, remind ourselves of what is the point of Advent and and put our hope in that. But we also, you know, we are big fans of biblical literacy. And we just think that sometimes we might be missing parts of the story because we're so zoned in on one part of the story. Mm -hmm. And so even as we're preparing for this, I was realizing like, well, I've never thought about Christmas in light of that. Or like the Mm -hmm. passages that Jesus is telling the disciples, all of scripture is pointing to me. And like, that's, that's, why we're doing this because all of scripture is pointing to Jesus. And so we can't just take, you know, Jesus's birth outside of the story of Jesus and say, this is what Christmas means. The rest of it doesn't have any meaning on Christmas because that's not true. There is no this part and not this part. It's all one grand story. So it's going to be, um, kind of a high level, not high level. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Not high level no. as in like smart, right, but like right. high level as like in like zoomed out. Zoomed out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we yeah. only have four weeks and we have only one week to talk about each of these, yeah. you know, creation fall. And, um, but we will point back to some previous episodes that might mm-hmm. be helpful as we go that you can go back and listen to. And then, you know, some other good resources that we think would be helpful. Yeah. One of the books that was really helpful in preparing for these episodes is 
called The Drama of Scripture. Um, we've talked about it a few times on the podcast before, but it does a really good job of this this whole biblical theology or this meta narrative of Scripture. And it's reminding us, like we said, why we're doing this, this style of Advent. And what he says in this book is that the Bible provides us with the basic story that we need in order to understand our world and to live in it as God's people. So that's kind of in summary, what we're trying to do. Yeah. What does it look like for us to live out Christmas mm-hmm. as God's people and understand what that means on our lives and how we relate to others and how we relate to God? Um, we need the whole story of Scripture in order to do that mm-hmm. faithfully. Knowing the whole story of Scripture just changes so much. I remember when we went through the Angie Smith Seamless study mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. It just, it rocked my world, like, to see the whole story put together Mm -hmm. as one and how everything points back to Jesus, it changed a lot for me. So I really do encourage you, if you haven't um, really looked at the story of scripture as a whole, um, this book that Aaron has, the drama drama of scripture is good. The Angie Smith seamless study is good. There are several There's good a Nancy resources. Guthrie one that's really good too. Another good thing that, I mean, this is actually Angie Smith. She says it in seamless reading through a children's storybook Bible, mm-hmm. like the Jesus oh, yeah. storybook Bible, like reading through it, that gives you a wonderful overview of scripture because mm-hmm. it's just so important to see the story as a whole instead of little individual stories. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So we're starting with creation, naturally. Um, and we're what we're going to do with the flow of these episodes is going to be a little bit different than we normally do. Normally we walk through verse by verse through a passage, but for the effect of this series, we thought it would be um, more helpful to kind of briefly discuss the um, that, I don't know, you, I don't want to say time period, but that like section that we're talking yeah, about, creation. Yeah. And then we'll go into some scripture to kind of answer some questions about that and how it relates to Jesus. So I've um, mentioned on here the book Gospel Fluency. I think he does, uh, Van Stilt does a really good job of just like summarizing these these different four categories when thinking of, of the, the Bible as one story. So I'm just going to read real fast what he says about um, creation. It's just a, about a paragraph. So he says, in the beginning, God, that's how the story begins with God. God eternally existing in community, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. One God, three persons, existing in perfect unity, nothing else existed. In the beginning, God created by his word. He created the heavens and the earth out of nothing, and he spoke it, and it all came into being. God's word brought about God's work. So that's kind of where we're going to start. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is a really great place to start. We're all in the same playing field. We talked a ton about this. If you want to go back and listen to our Genesis mm-hmm. series, um, mm-hmm. we have a whole episode on just that first little mm-hmm. verse in the Bible. So we have a whole episode on that if you want to go back and listen to that. But for the sake of today, let's start with what what was going on before God created the world. So for this, I think we can go to John 17, 24, and it says, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean? That he obviously was there. <laughs> he was there he couldn't before have loved him if he the foundation there. of the world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, it's a hard thing for us to grasp. It's a right. hard thing for us to grasp that, like, Jesus was there mm-hmm. from the, or the sun, which we'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about Jesus and the sun and that yeah. terminology later. But he was there yeah. before the foundation of the world. 
Because as he said in Gospel Fluency, it's the triune God that yes. was existing in perfect unity and harmony and community. And so I think we have this um, this kind of thought process that because because it's God the Father, God the Son, that somehow God created because we think of earthly right Mm -hmm. like earthly father Mm -hmm. earthly son and we'll talk about that a little bit more but we just want to make sure we start out with the idea that before anything was created there was god which included Mm -hmm. god the father god the the son and god the holy spirit eternally yes another good resource um to look at when you're talking about like Christology is kind of is is the word for like what scripture says about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But um an, a good resource is like the Nicene Creed because it talks a lot about like who Jesus is. Um and it takes scripture and it kind of puts the whole of scripture into an easy to understand creed, if that makes any sense yeah. at all. But they yeah. talk about it on the knowing faith episode um, the Christology episode. And then the incarnation episodes, both are really good, but the Nicene creed is a good place. Um, if you want to see a little bit more about like um, what we believe about Jesus being not made, he was begotten, which mm-hmm. a lot of times we think means made, but right. it doesn't in the right. Bible. It doesn't mean that it means he eternally existed yeah with god the father i think we talk about that a little more with one of our yeah one of our verses later too so how do we know that the son we talked about how the son was present before the foundation how do we know he was present actually at creation so i was kind of surprised at how many verses talked about this no i was like very pleasantly surprised yeah yeah me too it's always neat to see like that confirmation you yeah. know just over and over yeah So let's start all the way back at the beginning. So Genesis, um, God said in Genesis 1, 26, let us make, wait, hang on. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Um, So previously we see how God says, let there be, let there be, let there be. But now he says, let us us make mm. which is really cool and he's talking to the son and mm-hmm. the spirit mm-hmm. and I liked this a lot we talked about Ann Voskamp a little bit last week and Erin was talking about how like artistic her yeah. words are and stuff and this is um out of unwrapping the greatest gift she says but what about when God dreamed up the very best at the very last God did not say let there be as he had for everything else when he dreamed up a face like yours his voice filled with the greatest love and he smiled let us make human beings Mm. god the father gathered close with god the son jesus christ and god the holy spirit and all the glory of the trinity gathered close when they imagined the masterpiece of you and god in three persons scooped a handful of dust together and knelt down and together they kissed warm life into god's children with the breath of his love I love that. Mm-hmm. It's just a really pretty picture. And it's just um, saying, you know, God invited the son and the Holy Spirit into this yeah. making of humans. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's really cool. I think it's a it's a good reminder, too, because we don't always think about that. Like, at least personally, I tend to, like, categorize them. Like, God, the Father, was at creation. Right. Jesus, I think about, you know, birth or Easter or uh-huh. whatever. And yeah. Then, spirits kind of like floating around doing what I, you know, <laughs> hovering like, over the waters yeah <laughs> so I like s- tend to yeah. like separate them so yeah. that's a good reminder and in drama of scripture he's he's talking about a similar thing and he, um 
I think this is a good point for us to kind of talk about for a minute. He says that when we come to know God's saving work, um, we think of Jesus because that's who we meet first. We think right. of Jesus as our savior and redeemer, but God, including Jesus, is still the creator of all that was or is or shall be and is the one eternal Lord God. So, so how do we kind of balance remembering like we met Jesus as our savior but that he still is creator and he still is at the right hand of God. And as we'll learn through this series, like he is in all of it. So how, how do we balance understanding and like, what does that even mean to us that he was there? Why does it? I think it just gives us a bigger picture Mm -hmm. of who Jesus is. And we'll talk about a little, a little bit later what this means for us. Um, but that, like Jesus or the son was not God's plan B. Like Mm. he's always been, he always will be. Um, And also sometimes we tend to think of Jesus in his humanity and we forget his divinity. And I think this is just a reminder of his divinity and reminder that he is God. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's actually a perfect transition to our next passage, John 1, 1 through 4. I know this is one of your favorites, so I'm going to let you read it this is. one. It is. I can say it in Latin. Oh, don't, because <laughs> I won't know what you're saying. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Like Aaron said, this really is one of my favorite passages, and I really wanted to read one through 18 for sure, if not the whole first chapter. So go, go and read it sometime this week because it's good. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good action point. Read all of John one. Yeah. Um, I think this is exactly what you were just talking about that, you know, that we were just talking about is that, well, first of all, we have to acknowledge that when he's saying the word, we're talking about Jesus. Jesus. Yep. Um, cause that's not automatically known. Right. Um, right. but he's talking about Jesus here and it's exactly what you were just saying, like that Jesus is God and Jesus mm-hmm. was with God, mm-hmm. which is a little bit confusing so wordage, confusing. but yeah. I mean, it's in line with what we believe about the Trinity. Absolutely. Like he is yeah. with and he mm-hmm. is a he part is. of yes. and he is. Um, but it echoes the language of Genesis one Mm -hmm. in the beginning, just Mm -hmm. like we talked about in the beginning, God created. And now we're saying in the beginning, Jesus was there Mm -hmm. and they would have recognized that like the readers would have caught, Oh, this is the same verbiage. Oh yeah, for sure. Because they probably had that memorized. Yeah. Um, which has been really neat because the reason I know this in Latin (laughs) is because we, (laughs) we memorize this in CC, um, in one of our cycles, the kids, the first semester memorize it in English Mm -hmm. and then the second semester they memorize it in Latin and then this year they're memorizing Genesis 1 Uh. a big chunk of it not all of it but a big chunk of it and it is cool to see yeah. that parallel and to hear that. They're yeah. not doing Genesis in Latin. They just did John in Latin. But um, it is so cool to make those connections. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just really neat. Yeah, so we've been going through Hebrews at church. And ever since that first week, this passage has just been replaying in my mind. And it, so it naturally just came up in this uh, series. But Hebrews 1 uh, verses one through three says long ago at many times in many places, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. And then this is the part that specifically applies to what we're talking about through whom he, through whom he also created the world. 
He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by his word of his power. After making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So this has a little bit more than just creation that we're talking about Mm -hmm. here. This also includes what he did, you know, what he accomplished on earth and where he is now. So we'll probably come back to this passage as Mm -hmm. we go through this series. But um, it's reminding us that through whom he created the world. So just more scriptural evidence of Jesus's work and power in creation. Jen Wilkin actually said on the episode I was listening to earlier of Knowing Faith, she said that Hebrews is actually her favorite place to go Mm -hmm. when studying Christology. A lot of people go to John, which if you had asked me, where do you want to go to learn about Jesus? I would have said John, which that's not inaccurate. She was just saying her favorite place is Hebrews. Mm -hmm. And then we're also going to talk about Colossians a little bit. Um, And on Knowing Faith, I like how they kind of broke it down. They said that Colossians is kind of more of a systematic approach to Mm -hmm. who Jesus is and Hebrews is more of that like biblical theology approach Mm -hmm. Um, like we've been talking about like who is Jesus in light of the whole narrative of scripture and then John is kind of both combined it's just a good kind of summary so that's the way you can kind of look at these three different books that talk about Mm -hmm. who Jesus is Um, so speaking of Colossians, this part actually does cover kind of the whole meta narrative um, with Jesus. It says, this is Colossians fir- uh, one, first, Colossians <laughs> first, Colossians the first, Colossians 1, 15 through 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether on earth or in heaven making peace by the blood of his cross i kept dreaming about the word preeminent last night i, know. <laughs> I texted aaron that this morning i was like oh my gosh <laughs> that's so funny yeah i think this is a great passage to sit in if you're if you're like I don't want to read John one, which I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you don't want to, this would be my other encouragement is to just sit in these five verses, um, over the next week until we come back, um, for next week's episode. But it's just truly describing to us who Jesus is. And that's not just who he was at Christmas, or that's not just who he was on the cross. That's all of this, all of it. He's the image of the invisible God. And the first thing that we need to just kind of break down is that firstborn of all creation, because this, I don't know if you caught it, you might've just read right over Mm -hmm. it, but it's very easy to take that little phrase and think, oh, firstborn, then he He was was born. born. Right. But what I read um, in some commentary I found really helpful. He was saying that, um, let's make sure I read the right part. Okay, it it says, it would be wrong to think in physical terms here as if Paul were asserting that the sun had a physical origin or was somehow created, which is actually a heresy, rather than existing eternally as the sun with the Father and the Holy Spirit in the Godhead. So what what he Paul actually had in mind was that he, he had the rights and the privileges. This this firstborn idea doesn't mean much to us now. But in the original context, what he was saying is that um, that he has he has the same 
uh, standing, I guess you could say, as a firstborn son, as far as the, all the rights and privileges of the father. Right. Be the heir to Yes. The, yeah. Yes. Kind yeah. of like a monarch who yeah. would be under that same sovereign rule. Yeah. When you said heresy, it made me laugh because I actually wrote this down. JT said it on Knowing Faith earlier. I'm always writing down JT quotes because he just <laughs> has the best. He said, heresy is destructive, not for your mind, but for your life. Oh. <laughs> and... Oh, that's just so good because, I mean, we talked about a lot about how heresy a lot of times stems from someone interpreting the Bible wrongly. So once again, that just that's why like Bible literacy is so important. So you can catch that heresy because it doesn't just mess up your mind, but it, it can affect the way you live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think this is a good place and we're not trying to sound like this is obvious because I don't know if I would have known even a couple of years ago, if you would have asked me like, where was Jesus before he came to earth? I don't oh, know yeah. if I would have been able to answer mm-hmm. that. Um, even the question of like, where is Jesus now? Like these are things that, that we learn through walking process. through mm-hmm. yeah. scripture. And, yeah. and that's really, I mean, you can learn it in other ways, but the best way to learn it is walking through scripture. Mm-hmm. And we see here that Jesus didn't just come into existence at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't just born. He was human in his human nature was born at Christmas. Yes. yes but he has existed mm-hmm. is basically the point yep. that we're trying to make through yes. all these, all these passages. Okay. So we've been kind of using the terms Jesus and son of God, like the Ann Voskamp thing I read, use the term Jesus and not mm-hmm. the son of God. Mm-hmm. And, um, we've been using those kind of interchangeably, but let's talk a little bit about about the Trinity. (laughs) This could go on for hours. So we have a whole episode on the Trinity. So we'll point you back to that. But let's talk a little bit about the difference between like when we say the son of God was present at creation versus like Jesus in Mm -hmm. his incarnation. Yeah. So I think that's basically the difference. Kind of what we were just talking about is that Jesus's human nature was not present at creation i'm trying to make sure i say the right phrases um but he as the son of god was Was present um but this is interesting because different people have different beliefs on this and maybe we'll talk about this when we get to the glorification episode but some people believe that his human body is in heaven now and some people believe that it's not his human body yeah i've heard different things about that too so So, that's kind of interesting but as far as what we're talking about for this episode i think it's just good for us to note that Jesus, as he was on earth, mm-hmm. both 100% God and 100% human, yes. is not in the same form, form yeah. as he was at creation. Yeah. His 100% yeah. godness was, yes. but the 100% humanness was not. Yes. And John 1, 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as... Uh, Glory as of the only son of the father, full of grace and truth. So that's saying when he became flesh at yes. Christmas yes. is when that happened. Um, and I'm going to point you once again, the incarnation episode on knowing faith talks about it in detail. And it's so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably reference that a lot when we get to the yes. redemption episode. Yes, it's very, very good. So what does all this mean for us? I mean, why, why do we even care? We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but Mm -hmm. let's kind of circle back around. Why do, why do we even care that the son of God was present at creation? 
That's a great question. I think, um, I think there's a few reasons we obviously want to be growing to be more like Jesus. And one way that we do that is understanding Mm -hmm. who Who Jesus is. is. And so in order for us to be more like him, we have to know all of who he is, not just who he was as a eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus. Um, so that's, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. What about you? So I was reading an article by Al Mohler about this, and I'm going to um, I'm going to read this quote. He says that the incarnation of Jesus at Christmas was not plan B. Christmas is not God's second plan. Before he created the world, God determined to save sinners through the blood of his own son. The grand narrative of the Bible points to this essential truth. God determined to bring glory to himself through the salvation of people redeemed and purchased by his own son, the Christ. Bethlehem and Calvary were essential parts of God's plan from the beginning. Before the cosmos was brought into being as the son obeyed the will of the father in creation. So just a reminder that it's not a plan B that God was, God has always been and will always be sovereign over all. He, he knew what he was doing. He knew what was going to happen. And Christmas was not a, um, a plan B for, Oh, these people sin. So now I have to do this. Like it was his plan from the very beginning. That's a really good point. I feel like the whole episode could be about that. Like that's a really good reminder for people is that, this is not a plan B. This isn't God going, oops. No. This now is what? This is plan from, yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. I think, too, like reminding ourselves that when God created the world, he created it and he said it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in creation, he knew he was going to send Jesus, everything like you're saying. But at that point, it, it wasn't required. It wasn't necessary yeah. because sin hadn't entered. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that more next week. But I think yep. in order to really gr- feel the weight of next week's episode, we have to first understand that what God created was good. Mm-hmm. And that um, he says it was very good. And he, God dwelt with his people. He walked with them, it says. And, and that's how God designed it. He designed it for it to be a place where he communes with his people and that um, they live in harmony and community and love like he had existed within the Trinity. And so we have to have that kind of mindset um, before we head into the fall Mm -hmm. episode next week to understand the way to the fall, but also to understand Christmas because we won't really understand the way what Jesus is trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. and bring us back to. Um, And then I think the final way that I think this applies to us is I'm going to pull this again from gospel fluency because he just says it well when he's talking about creation and, and what does that have to do with us? He says that the questions, who am I and why am I here are not meant to be answered outside of what God says and what God does. Before we go any further, ask yourself who or what do I do? Do I look to, do I trust in, do I depend on for my worth? And what he's saying here is that God created us you know, and Jesus had a part in that. Mm -hmm. And so who we are and and what we do and the struggles we wrestle with as we try to figure that out is to be answered in light of who God is. And so when we look to creation and we look to this story of the Bible, that's where we bring our questions of like, who am I and what am I supposed to do and what is my purpose? And so what does this specific part of creation mean for us it means that we have a God that longs to dwell with us and that we can come to him for our purpose Mm -hmm. and for the reason where we were created and so I think um that's kind of what I'm taking away for what this means for us
That's good. So next week we will be talking about dun dun dun. <laughs> we always yet the fall, the fall, not the fall season, but the fall of man. <laughs> the fall season when sin when sin entered the world. So you can read Genesis three if you want to prepare a little bit, and we will uh, see you. Not see you. We will talk to you. We will hear you. You will hear us. You will hear us. <laughs> Back here next week. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cox.